This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. We would all like to believe that there is a biological reason people kill. Something we can scan for in an effort to avoid any future tragedies. On August 1st, a man in Texas took the lives of 17 strangers in a matter of hours. He claimed there was a biological reason for his actions, but was he right? So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Charles Joseph Whitman, born June 24, 1941, was raised by a father who demanded perfection and would grow violent when it wasn't achieved. Despite this, Charles was described as a polite child who rarely lost his temper and was extremely intelligent. He was also taught to shoot, clean, and maintain weapons and went on regular hunting trips. From a young age, he was an accomplished marksman. So, with his intelligence, marksmanship, and want to get away from his father, it doesn't seem like a major leap that, upon graduation in 1959, Charles Whitman enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. Unfortunately, he failed to tell his father beforehand, and when he found out, he telephoned a branch of the federal government to have his son's enlistment canceled, with no success. Charles served for 18 months, during which he earned a sharpshooter's badge and the Marine Corps Expeditionary Medal. In 1960, the Marines gave Charles a scholarship to the University of Texas at Austin so he could earn a degree and thus move up in the ranks. While in school, he was known as a practical joker, but did have some strange tendencies. He was once arrested for poaching a deer on campus and cleaning it in his dorm room bathroom and once made a chilling statement about how one could get up in the tower on campus and, quote, stand off an army atop of it before they got him. During this time as an engineering student, he met Kathleen Francis Leesner. They courted for five months and announced their engagement in July of 1962 and married shortly thereafter. His grades began to slip and the Marines decided not to continue his scholarship. As a result, he was ordered to active duty in February of 1963 and remained enlisted for five years. He was an exemplary Marine, but struggled with gambling. He was court-martialed in November of 1963 for gambling, usury, possession of a personal firearm on base, and threatening a fellow Marine. He was sentenced to 30 days of confinement, 90 of hard labor, and demoted from Lance Corporal to private. 
While waiting for his court-martial, he began writing a diary titled Daily Record of C.J. Whitman, where he wrote of his daily life in the Marines and with his wife and other family members. In December of 1964, he was honorably discharged and returned to the University of Texas and enrolled in an architectural engineering program. There were reports that Charles hit his wife on two occasions and despised himself for potentially becoming like his father. Shortly after, he began abusing amphetamines and experiencing extreme headaches. All of these seemingly small things snowballed on the day before the shooting when he sat down at 6.45 p.m. and wrote a suicide note. The note talked about how he was a victim of unusual and irrational thoughts, and it required tremendous effort to not act on them. He went on to request an autopsy to determine if there was a biological reason for his thoughts and his headaches, as well as go into detail about what he was about to do to his wife and mother. On August 1st, Charles drove to his mother's apartment, killed her by stabbing her in the heart, and placed her body on her bed and covered her with her sheets. He then returned home and stabbed his wife while she slept. After each woman, he would add more to his note, even including where he wanted the family dog to go to. He then entered campus and climbed up the tower he spoke about when he was younger and went to the 28th floor. While climbing, he killed three people within the tower and then opened fire from the observation deck with a hunting rifle and other weapons. Altogether, he killed 14 people and wounded 31 on the campus within 96 minutes of terror. He only stopped because Austin police officer Houston McCoy shot and killed Charles Whitman. After his death, it was discovered that Charles visited several doctors in the year before the shooting to help diagnose his thoughts and headaches one of which he even told of his fantasies of shooting people from the tower. They granted his final request and performed an autopsy. And while it's hard to give a definitive answer, a pecan-sized tumor was found on his brain that some theorized could have been pressing against his amygdala, the part of the brain responsible for anxiety and the fight-or-flight response. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.